0: Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to The New Jesus. Uh, Today is a part two. And what f- further complicates it is, it's not part, it's not a part two to the last teaching I did. It's a part two to the one before that. Okay, and uh, you're probably thinking, well, that didn't make much sense. Why in the world did he skip and do something else in the middle? Why didn't he do part one, part two? Well, the honest answer is I didn't know I I didn't know how to conclude it. I didn't know how to wrap it up. I needed to pray more. And um, and I hope, <laughs> I think, uh, I've got it now. How to wrap it up to, uh, to make it uh, as easy to use as uh, I know how to make it. All right? So we're going to review a little bit, the one we did two weeks ago, but hopefully quickly. All right? And uh, I have to apologize. I said at the very first of New Jesus that you know, the first two or three would be long, and then I thought it would be 10 to 20 minutes each. And I'm not sure if any of them are much shorter than 45, and most of them are an hour or some more. And I apologize for that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to shorten them, but I don't want to shorten them and leave out something important, okay? So if I'm doing overkill, I apologize for that. But the place that comes from I've got 30 years experience in counseling, therapy, coaching, ministry stuff like that and what I know is that you can say something one way and it'll oh greatly affect one person oh wow that's just what I needed and the next person who maybe needs the same stuff in their life it doesn't affect at all you say it differently and this person says, oh, yeah, that's great. That's exactly what I needed. But I basically said that here. It just wasn't in the way that it resonated with them. So that's some of it, too, is trying to come from all angles and all learning styles. Auditory, visual, kinesthetic, uh, smell, taste, everything, okay? Um and that's, that's not easy to do. And uh, you may be thinking, well, that's nuts. He had not had me taste anything. Yeah, but your memories are, are very involved with your sense of taste. Actually, smell is the most powerful one to your memories. But you can smell stuff without it even being there, right? You go somewhere and all of a sudden you smell bread baking because that's your memories of that place, or it reminds you of a place where you smelled bread baking or whatever, okay? So, enough of that. But anyway, I've been working on this a long time, and I said two weeks ago, if this complicates it for you, or you don't understand it, or whatever, please contact us if you don't understand it. We'll do our best to respond to you and explain it. Um... But I, bu- this is the only form, so to speak, I use when working on me, okay? And we've introduced in New Jesus probably 20, 30 forms, all right? This is the only one I use, and I don't use the paper. I just have it memorized by now, okay? And, I, and the reason I do it is because it's very effective for me. It, it, and so, um, and by the way, I know this seems very arrogant, world's best spiritual self-therapy. That was not me that said that. It was a medical doctor who um, uh, tried it over an extended period of time for a problem he had tried standard medicine for uh, with, with no results and then did our interventions and healed completely. And he's the one that said that. Uh, if he gives me permission, I'll put his name by the quote, but he gave me permission to use it. Um, but anyway, um, take that with a grain of salt, because I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily think that's true, all right? But that was from a credible client after going through this stuff with me. Okay, uh, and, and the whole point of the Advanced Memory Finder is to diagnose issues in a way that can dramatically increase the speed, the completeness, and prevent relapse uh, the best way I know. And that is to pull the problem apart into all of its component parts and then heal them individually where they heal much, much faster than trying to heal all of them together. Like trying to break a stick versus trying to break eight sticks. You know, you can't break the eight. But, but the one you can break, all right? When the problem is a whole, it's much more difficult to heal than when you pull it apart to its four, five, six, eight component parts, all right? And, and, and the main reason I'm teaching this is this has been my probably, I, I, I can't say that definitively, this has probably been my number one stuck cure for my clients is okay we've been working it's not healed completely or it's not healed at all or it's not making as fast a progress as we think all right let's try this and and the majority great majority of the time bang we do this and it works all right i believe there's a correlation between how god made nature to work and how he made us to work all right Everyone wants a positive life. Uh, if you aren't where you'd like to be, or lean to the negative, you need—you may need to go on a quest. And we talked about that. One trauma can ruin your life. Fifty percent of your beliefs about your own life are in error. That's based on the latest, very well done research, uh, published in peer-reviewed journals. Okay. Um, of your beliefs about your own life are an error. And the most likely error is the interpretation of what happened, not what happened. In other words, my dad started hitting me for about a minute and a half when I was like uh, 10 or 11 years old, telling me I'm never going to amount to anything, knocking me down, cut my leg, whatever, all right? Um, And, and... The problem in my memory, that dominated the next 15 years of my life in a very negative way. But the problem was not what my dad did or didn't do. I had that right. He did hit me for a minute and a half, two minutes, said, you're not going to amount anything, cut my leg. He did do that. That's not the problem. The problem was my interpretation. Because my dad did that, therefore... This is how I'm going to be impacted. And the way I believed I'd be impacted is he was right because he's dad and dad is right. So I'm never going to amount to anything. And I acted on that, not necessarily consciously, for the next 15 years until I went back and healed that memory. And then all of that went away. And I've talked about that before, so I'm not going to... Get too much on it. The average person already leans 80% to the negative. I hope you've uh, uh, looked at that in your own life. Uh, 90% of people have a negative, positive to negative ratio. Meaning, on a minus 10, negative, to plus 10, positive, 90% have a, are in the negative. Research indicates only 5% of people... Uh, make a significant positive decision without being pulled to the negative only five percent okay um if that's you wonderful if that's not you then we would like to help all right um this research comes largely out of habits and addictions why because in counseling and therapy there's never been a double blind study in history ever It would be unethical. You'd have to give the control group the wrong advice which might hurt them. It's unethical. You can't do it, all right? If you do it, you'll get in trouble, all right? So we look to habits and addictions to find research because we can find data there that we can't find on counseling and therapy because there's never been a double-blind study, all right? The only studies on counseling and therapy are basically... Do you feel better after three years talking about your mother? Or, or six months, or three months, or whatever it is. And, and um, that is very subjective. Uh, you really, in my opinion, can't count on that in the larger population. Okay? Um, so on habits and addictions, the research says, 90% of people never get help, and of the 10% that do, 90 percent say it did not help all right so do the calculation which we talked about more last time and you come up with five percent or less okay and so there's a good chance that's true of you and i believe we can help um all right uh what we're going to talk about is how to heal these things not just live or cope with them all right here's my four steps from scripture that i believe is guaranteed success yeah you heard that right guaranteed success by god himself romans 8 all things work together for good right all right number one committed to love committed to jesus jesus is my lord and savior yahweh god is uh the father The Holy Spirit lives in me, okay? But committed to Jesus, believe in Jesus, and committed to love in, in obedience to Jesus and the Father because that's what they say the law is, all right? Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Love God, love others. The whole law is summed up in that. You do that, there's nothing that can touch you. Against such, there is no law. Okay? Uh, so, committed to love. Number two, intention for good only. Number three, to do my 100% best at everything I do, not 99. And number four, and the most important, well, the second most important, number one, prioritize relationships above everything and invest in them daily. Everywhere in these days, there's uh, Bitcoin uh, advertisements and for similar companies that are now coming out uh, with that, you know, alternative currency. Um, you may make a fortune if you invest there. You may lose money. It may stay the same, okay? But you invest in relationships daily and you're going to become spiritually rich. It's, it's just a certain, okay? God promises it, all right? So those are my four that I would put on three by five or five by eight cards and put them everywhere to remind you of, okay, if, if you believe this and are committed to it. Okay, uh, when we have an issue come up, we don't need to just accept it. We need to become detectives. What is this? Where did it come from? Uh, is there anything I can do about it? You know, what's the problem, and can it be changed? Um, all right, next slide. Uh, this is critical to me. Everything we're doing that I'm calling the new Jesus is about taking God at his word. At least that's my north. That's my, what my GPS is set on, is scripture and the leading of the Holy Spirit Taking God's word as truth, The height of arrogance is to disagree with God. One example that I bet might get you got me, okay? Um, do you believe you're a good person? Do you believe you measure up? Do you feel that you're the same person internally that you try to portray externally? All right? There's a good chance you've got an issue at least somewhere in there. All right, um, we need to determine if we're being compelled by the love of Christ, which is what Paul said, or being compelled by self-interest, which ultimately is Satan's interest. Okay. In psychology and medicine, everything is overdetermined. All right, we already talked about this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go back over all this stuff, but. Um, we live in a world of unseen, of frequency, of color, of light, of, of you know, things that, we, that we, we can't see. Like, I'm, I can see this remote control. I might can feel them. I might can sense them at times, but I can't see them with my physical eyes. The only way I can see them is, as David or Solomon said, can't remember right now, um, open my heart, Lord, that I may see you with the eyes of my heart. And that's not the physical eyes, that's internally, in my mind's eye, the Revelation 1 meditation, etc. all right? Uh, and Professor William Tiller, uh, world famous physicist, head of the department at Stanford for years, the unseen is always the parent of the seen. The seen is never the parent of the unseen, ever. Does not happen, can't happen, scientifically. Okay? Uh, we talked about this, that, that you know, we can, we can come up with uh, a million different things to create with uh, the table of elements. Buildings, clothes, uh, rocks, streams, water, you name it, all right? Uh, change one of them, and it changes what you get. Change one of them, maybe, by 1%, and it changes what you get. Uh, change the order of one or the other. Just like in a chemistry experience, experiment, it changes what you get. Okay? Um, and then again, I'll, the colors, cooking with, uh, with the spices and foods that we have, infinite number of dishes can be created. Change one ingredient, it changes the dish, how it tastes, and, and, and how people like it. right? Uh, Most people think their problems are one thing. They're typically not. They may, there may have been an initial door open, and I think there almost always is, but then once that door is open, there can be multiple traumas or popsicle memories acting like traumas that stress you, and here comes the negative brain state, negative hormones, negative thoughts, feelings, etc. Um. All right, these are the nine core beliefs. We've talked about this before. I would download these, download the form, and print it out, make copies of it, uh, so that when something comes up, you can determine, all right, uh, which one of these does this fall into? Because it might be a different way to deal with it depending on which one of these it is. All right? So I would find the, the one that most resonates for you in a negative way with whatever the issue is you're wanting to heal or causing the problem in your life or or that you want to work on, okay? Uh, and so what are your buttons? That's really what we're talking about. You've heard that, right? We talked about it two weeks ago, too. Uh, that, Ah, sorry, that, that just, I get mad or angry or something. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just need a few minutes to calm down. That, just punch my buttons, okay? Uh, That's a phrase we use that everybody understands, like, hey, do you have the bandwidth to do this? Which 30 years ago, or 40 years ago, would have been meaningless before the computer age. If you said, do you have the bandwidth to do this? Nobody would even know what you're talking about. Okay? So what are your buttons? And we need to start with the button and then track back to to the source of the button and heal the source rather than the symptom, which sometimes is impossible to heal if you don't heal the source, okay? Uh, secondary negative beliefs. Alright, I know this probably fritzes your brain like it does mine, and you don't even have to use this. I would, I would print it out, but um, this is step two. If, if you go through the core beliefs, and you find your number one core belief, then I would go here, if, if you're comfortable with it. If it if it fritzes you or too complicated, just don't worry about it. But then find the one, two, or maybe three secondary beliefs that resonate with your problem, and then work on them with the advanced memory finder, pull them apart to their components, and heal them. All right, nine core positive beliefs. Same thing. Find the negative and the positive, and then pray and work on the negative to be healed and the positive to be created uh uh given to me by the holy spirit holy spirit the fruits of the spirit love joy peace that's what the holy spirit does to bring life and health to my mortal body the holy spirit uh and counsel leading and guiding Wielding the power that raised Jesus from the dead, all of those are scriptures about the Holy Spirit and what He does, okay? And then one with Jesus, the mystery of the ages. So find your net, your one core negative, one core positive, and then maybe two or three secondary ones for each, and then focus on uh, healing the negative and creating the positive. But here's the secret perfect love drives out fear. So sometimes you don't even have to address the negative, just uh, just uh, creating, receiving um, love or joy or peace or whatever. Sometimes automatically eliminates the negative, okay? Because in physics, uh, energy is never destroyed; it just changes forms. Water, ice, steam, okay. Wood, a tree, wood, fire, heat, okay so we don't necessarily have to get rid of the negative we just have to pour the truth and love into it okay and sometimes that will fix it now sometimes it won't and you have to address the negative some and again just reminder i've said this about 50 times my first choice is give god a chance to work okay Uh, and 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 my order of importance for, for living a wonderful life and being pleasing to God and saved in a state of grace and, and, and all of that. Uh, you might start, actually, with the positive, and if, then if that happens, you don't even need to go to the negative. All right, But if you do, uh, you can. And then I would work on all of those together, the uh, core positive, the core negative, and the two or three from each, uh, secondary ones. Work on all of that at the same time because it appears they're all part of that problem for you. And here's the secondary positives. These just like the secondary negatives. And then here's the one that will really freak you, the negative emotions, okay? The other one was beliefs. These are emotions and feelings, okay? So, you can also go through here and pick one or two or three of these and include working on those as well. And then uh, part two of the negative, you can print all these out, and I would uh, just to refer back to, and then the positive. So handle those the same way. Okay. Um, The truth about our thoughts, and I've, I've, I've talked about this as well, but it's been several months. Um here's what Scripture says, okay? that these are the thoughts that get us off track and maybe take us out of God's grace um, if that happens with us. Um, number one, and, and by the way, in Scripture, all of these are wrong. You should not have these thoughts. You should or, or when they happen, you should take it captive and immediately give it to God to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, like we've talked about before, the 2 Corinthians 4, 10 thing. Uh, So Jesus comes to the forefront of your life and his life manifests in your physical body. Okay? So, blasphemous thoughts. Condemning thoughts. You ever have any condemning thoughts? Um, I'm bad, I'm I'm not good enough, whatever. Fearful. (laughs) Uh, I'm told 365 scriptures here. All right, one for every day. Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. Haughty, kind of an arrogant. Uh, no, that, that is not of God. Okay. Lying. Uh, I had a friend who's in the FBI for 30 years. I asked him, uh, we, we went out the, what'd you learn? People don't change, everybody lies. Okay. Lying. Obsessive thoughts. You ever have any repeating negative beliefs or thoughts that you just seem to can't get rid of? All right, Uh, scripture addresses that. Just negative thoughts as opposed to positive. We already looked at the scripture where based on the latest research, 80% of us lean to the negative at any given time. Okay, so the, the odds when presented with a positive or negative choice well, our feelings are 80 percent to the negative. It's it's way more likely I'm going to choose that negative as long as I'm leaning 80 percent that way uh, than the positive. And there's a and yes, you can change that to where it's 80 percent positive and 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 instead of 80 percent negative. All right, uh, jealous, guilt and shame, self harm, fantasy and wickedness, vain imagination. Okay, the intention of the heart. Um, what Solomon called uh, the issues of the heart and said every problem comes from here, all right? Perfectionistic, legalistic thoughts. Those are not from God, okay? Um, I know you perfectionists think they are and that that's the right way to live. Well, a positive way, yes. I mean, you know, making good plans, yes, but not Perfectionistic or legalistic. That that causes your hypothalamus to turn the stress on. Unprotected. I'm not safe. One of, the, one of the two biggest issues for every person in their primary programming. Are you safe physically and emotionally, or are you not? Regret. Uh, distracting thoughts. It's not anything wrong or negative. It's just keeping you from something you should be doing or that's more important. All right, Satan will use any tool he can to get you from God's path to his path, which is all about pain and pleasure. Defensive thoughts, angry and lonely thoughts, people pleasing thoughts. Okay, Uh, people pleasing is a huge one um, for my wife. She told me a number of years ago, probably, oh, probably 15. Alex, I just really, when someone asks me to do something, I almost can't say no. I don't know why. And I end up agreeing to all the stuff that, well, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Maybe you're one of them. Or you're married to one. Or you know one. Okay. So now, I've tweaked this chart a little bit. and It's going to be two pages instead of one, or maybe it can be front and back. I can't do front and back on the PowerPoint, though. Sorry. So... Um, I, I I'm, I'm not going I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this because we went through most of it last time. Uh, intention is your GPS where you have and, and, and here's what's fascinating about that. Most people have not weighed all the possibilities and pros and cons and then determined this is my intention for living my life, or this is my intention for the marriage, this is my intention. Now, if someone were to ask you that, you could probably give them an answer, but most people haven't thought all that out. They, they, in other words, their intention just sort of happened, and they're not questioning it. And, and 80% of the time, it's negative or, or even a lie and untrue. Okay, uh, gravity is which way you're leaning, all right? Uh, And and each one of these, I would rate before you start, and then make notations and rate after every time you pray or work on it with our interventions or whatever. All right? Amplitude and empathy. Um, Amplitude is power, and empathy is the power spiritually, I believe, to do what we need to do that is the love action In any and every situation. Okay? Uh, The amplitude is typically either empathy or independence. I want what I want and I'm going to focus on that and and what I don't want and keeping that away. All right? Uh, The power of something, how big a deal is it when it happens? You know? If it's anger, is the anger at a 9 out of 10? Or is the anger at a 2 out of 10? Big difference. All right? So, amplitude in nature and physics would correspond, I believe, to empathy. Wavelength is how often something occurs, the action. Well, not the action, how often it occurs. And submission is the key there, to me. Alright? Submit yourselves one to another. That's that's how we're supposed to love. Uh, that's how we're supposed to be the head of the home. To submit, as uh, to love our family, as Christ loved the church, and gave himself for it. That's not what I want. That's what they want and what's best for them. Okay? Big, big, big difference. So, wavelength is how often it occurs, uh, which is submission. Empathy is how big and powerful it is. Uh, pure frequency and color, to me, would be the metaphors or correlates for your identity and worth all right pure frequency uh internal identity and worth color external identity and worth all right related to how people see you your house your car where you live um, your body all of that all right so write those all right and then when you do the intervention or in prayer or the revelation one meditation just you know make notations when you're done, so when you come back, you'll know where to start, or so that you can see, wow, I've really come a long way. That was a minus 9, or a 9 out of 10 negatively. Now it's a 7 out of 10 positively. Wow. And and believe me, if that happens, you go from like a minus 6 or 8 to a plus 6 or 8, you will absolutely feel it. And it'll be may be totally life-changing, will for sure be a little life-changing in a positive way. All right. Now, diagnostics for life. Life. Content with life or something not right or as it should be. That's one of the biggest things I hear from my clients. I really don't know how to describe it. It's just like something's not right, and I can't figure it out, and I can't fix it, or if I have figured out, I can't fix it, all right? Your beliefs, we've talked about that. You always do what you believe, you never do what you don't believe, all right? Uh, Emotions, positive, negative, significant security, that's identity, worth, acceptance, rejection, am I safe or not? Significance is worth, security is more safe, all right? Uh, Where do you stand on the truth, about thoughts list, the one that was straight from Scripture that we saw a couple of slides ago. Where are you? Uh, The love compass, living in humility and in line with your conscience, okay? This is a critical one to me, all right? Um, Romans 1, Paul says, talks about the law that's written on the heart, and it is your conscience. And the scripture talks about that people will be judged by God by how they obeyed the law that was written on their hearts, which is their conscience. Now, the context of that scripture seems to indicate nobody can do it right. All right? But that is uh, Romans 1. Your conscience is the law God wrote on your heart. I call it your love compass or GPS. All right? And the key to that is humility. Okay? Uh, As opposed to superiority or inferiority. Truth and love. Living in truth and fear. uh, Living in truth and love versus living in fear and falsehood. And by the way, the love compass, humility is... You naturally have where you are. Programming, uh, first six years of life, passed down sins of the fathers from ancestors, all that. And that kind of makes up significance and security. All right? And then based on your significance and security, you will tend to either be arrogant or inferior to feel that way. And. you will tend to maybe not go by your conscience but dismiss it if you feel like your conscience is telling you to do something you don't want to do or not to do something you do want to do. Okay, so humility and conscience I believe are key, absolutely key, to being able to live in love and joy and peace. Okay? And so if you have a if you if you have an arrogance or superiority or an inferiority you got a conscience and humility issue which comes from your programming of significance and security okay and determines that all right so if you feel insecure and you're not good enough you're going to tend to feel inferior and and, um, and and also, I don't want to go by my conscience. I want something that feels good now, okay? Because I don't feel good, okay? So, uh, conscience and humility, absolutely critical. Where Where are those for you, all right? And then, again, maybe the most important thing, genealogy and relationships, right? Your three worst and three best and get your average. Diagnose those elements and heal them, okay? Um, And we had the genealogy chart, okay? I would do that or just do it on a piece of paper, all right? And see see where those are for you, okay? Three best and three worst, all right? Now, if you wanna do 10 best and 10 worst, that's fine. And you'll get a more accurate thing But usually, with three, it gives you a really good close picture. And obviously, doesn't take as much time. So, I would rate the issue minus 10, plus 10, put it on the line. So, uh, humility is here. Um, Conscience is here. Power is here. Uh, Submission is here is here, I mean, wherever. Chart those, and then if you add them all up and divide by the number of factors, you'll get an overall average for that issue, including all components, the, those metaphors from nature, uh, okay? So, or, or, you know, you can just do one, two, whatever works best for you and you're most comfortable with. Do you have enough love? Okay? Like, like if you were going into the desert with, um, you know, and you were going to be uh, hiking through the desert for, let's say, six hours or something, and all you have is a small water bottle, that's probably not a very good idea. You need more water than that. Do you have enough love for the life that you want to live and that God wants you to live? Because that's what's required. And God has already given that and is just waiting to give you more and more. It's always your choice, okay? Even if you're not aware, it always has been because you just sort of went with the flow and did what you felt like. Start choosing love because if you get enough love, you will automatically have your best life and I believe also be very pleasing to God, okay? Uh, You can't do that just through, you know, making a lot of money or winning uh, an award or being famous or really anything else, all right? So receiving enough love and truth programming versus what I want and falsehood determines internal identity, physical and external identity, which way you lean, the action, positive or negative, and how often it occurs, what we've just been talking about with wavelength and um, um wavelength and submission and um, amplitude, power, etc. Alright? The power of it, when action occurs, and positive or negative power. Okay. So when it happens, where it, what is it? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it true? Is it false? Is it love-based? Is it fear-based? Okay. Uh, The end results of love, joy, peace, truth, and pain versus anxiety, sadness, and pain. Both have pain. There is no path with no pain. The difference is meaningful pain versus meaningless pain. And then number seven, repeat and constant opportunity for a new choice. Okay, so it starts with your identity, which is significant security, pretty much. All right, your identity determines physical and external identity, all right? Who you believe you are, what you're trying to portray, what you do portray as an image to other people, okay? Uh, which way you lean, 80% to the negative or 80% to the positive, the action, the power, the end results, and then repeat. So you can repeat a negative domino effect and a negative cycle Or you can repeat a positive domino effect in a positive cycle. It's your choice. All right? And because God gives you choice. Because if you eliminate choice, you eliminate love. All right? And love is what this is all about. Empathy and humility versus independence and superiority. Empathy and humility. Choosing to step into pain for the sake of another person. Or share their joy. Independence is superiority or inferiority, choosing to avoid the pain of others and yourself and get as much pleasure as you can. All right? Which are you? And, and, and you may be different with, with different areas of your life. But this is determined by faith versus unhealthy control. Significance and security versus versus I don't measure up and I'm not safe. Instant versus delayed gratification. Anger, which is always evidence of a wrong goal, which is self-interest based, not love based, versus patience. And determined by choice of self-interest versus love in the present moment, probably 30 times every day. Okay? So... Where are you here? Right? Significance versus insignificance. You experience significance and security and you will tend to choose the love, truth-based action and behavior. Experience insignificance and insecurity. I'm bad or don't measure up and I'm not safe. And you'll tend to choose the sinful option, or the negative one, or the one that that promises instant pleasure or pain relief. Okay? Uh, You have multiple opportunities today to change this and start intentionally coming from here. Okay? But sometimes you have to heal some stuff, or God does, in order for that to happen. Perfect love drives out... be transformed by the renewing of your mind and heart, I believe there's a secret critical factor that the data that you're basing your life choices on is based. Okay? Time on Advil have a specific uh, chemistry and frequency. Uh, If you add their takeaway ingredient, you change what it is. Uh, A lie that's 99% true is the best lie. So who are you, really? What is the truth about you? Here it is. I'm God's child, Christ's friend. I'm justified. I'm united with Jesus in one spirit with Him. I've been bought with a price. I belong to God. I'm His child. I'm His adopted son and Jesus' brother. And Jesus is my high priest He's Lord, Savior, Bridegroom, High Priest to me. All of that, okay? I'm a saint. I'm holy. Why? Because I've been given the righteousness of Christ. What's the righteousness of Christ? You're declared right, okay? As opposed to wrong. I've been adopted as God's child. I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. I've been forgiven of all my sins. I'm complete. I'm free from condemnation. There is no condemnation. I'm assured that all things will work together for good for me. Yes! That's what I've been looking for. Haven't you? Alright. I'm free from all condemning charges against me. Now wait a minute. I remember doing it. Yeah, that's right, but Jesus paid for it 2,000 years ago, and he's got the receipt for it. Just like Anything else in life, a car, a hammer, a shirt, it does not have to be paid for twice, and it belongs to the person who paid for it. So that is not yours. That sin that you remember committing does not belong to you. Jesus bought it, and he's got the receipt, and he's not giving it back to you, all right? So you can't have it. It's not yours Right, And Satan's trying to trick you to believe that it is. Okay, I cannot be separated from the love of God. Oh my goodness. David said, I go to the heavens, you're there. I go to Hades, you're there. You're everywhere. God is all and in all. I've been established, anointed, and sealed by God. I'm confident that the good work God has begun in me will be perfected he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it i'm a citizen of heaven not not in 30 years when i die now i'm a citizen now i'm just not there yet okay i'm hidden with christ in god more i've not been given the spirit of fear but a power love self-control I can find grace and mercy to help in time of need. I'm born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. Okay? He can lie to me, and he can whisper in my ear with my voice, but he can't touch me unless unless I open the door for him uh, intentionally, I believe. I'm the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I am a branch of the true vine. I've been chosen and appointed by God to bear fruit. I'm a personal, spirit-empowered witness of Christ. I'm a temple of God, my body. I'm a minister of reconciliation. I'm a fellow worker with God. I'm seated with Christ in the heavenlies. I am God's workmanship, created for good. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Is this what you believe about yourself? If not, that's the height of arrogance. And God's not wrong, you are. And you need to clean up some stuff and start living this way. Because that's that was God's intention. He paid the price for all and wishes all would come to repentance. Okay. <sighs> I wanted to clear up something. I've said before that if you're tempted, it's proof that you're saved. Because the word means to be lured from one place to another, and you can't be lured if you're already there. Alright? But, if it's your first time to do that line of sin, sometimes that's not the case. Alright? But if things that are common to your daily life, thoughts, actions, how you're used to doing stuff, that is true it, it, that in the context of how you typically do stuff in your life or in one particular area if 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 your experience with that is is temptation then yeah you're not there you're being tempted there but you're not there all right but the first time something happens it could mean that you're there. You just never opened this door or box before. okay? So I wanted to clear that up. God judges the intentions of the heart. Uh, what determines the, the choice of, of my intention in my heart, which is what God jo- judges. Um, humility and conscience is the secret hidden variable, that tends to determine choice, and it's based on significance and security, and that's based on basically, how was I loved well enough or was I not loved well enough? Okay? And we've talked about those numbers, that, you know, uh, a child needs a 10 to 1 ratio, that 40 percent of everyone has been abused, that 90 percent of people who go for help uh, say it wasn't any help, and only 10% ever go. Okay? C.S. Lewis says humility is the number one thing Satan fears. Uh, I believe that's because that's, that's how we base our choice, intention, and in what we do. Okay? Humility determines if I will yield my will or insist on it. So what determines humility versus it's love versus fear, truth versus a lie. Like everything else. If you're filled up with lies, you'll tend to choose your willpower as as a way to get stuff or prevent stuff. Okay? Um, And we've already talked about the rest of that. All right. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I am them. And so are you. The only way you can commit to love is by choosing and living in humility, not inferior, not superior, but believing the truth about yourself, which are all those scriptures we just looked at directly from scripture about your identity and who you are. Okay? Um, The other side is inferiority, superiority. Your conscience is your love compass and you have to choose to believe the truth about yourself in order to choose humility. And if you choose humility, then you can choose the positive instead of the negative along with uh, yielding to your conscience. Anytime you make the right choice, you're in harmony with your conscience. Anytime you make the wrong choice, you have violated your conscience or missed it. Okay? Probably because you didn't even check with it. The result in it is a change in the status quo and leads to empathy, submission, versus self and I want. Empathy being the power, submission being the frequency in action. Okay? Uh, 67% of people have an unresolved trauma. Um, once you believe the truth about yourself, you can submit to your conscience. Or maybe you couldn't before because of the pain-pleasure thing. Then you open the door to love. When you submit to your conscience and um, and choose and, and choose humility, even though you may feel inferior or superior, okay, that then opens the door to love. Now it came from love too. Because that significance and security is determined by where, where you loved as well as you needed to be or not. But then when you heal some and, and make your intention this, it opens the door to way more love, okay, and, and living in love, I believe, moment by moment. You always start where you are where you are is determined worth and safety that comes from love or lack of uh if you're already a plus four on a minus 10 to plus 10 my guess is you can choose love now if uh if you're less than a plus four on the minus 10 to plus 10 there's a decent chance you can't just Choose it. You've got too much negative energy, too much sin living in me, as Paul said, etc. Too much stress, too too many negative emotions, etc. So, committing to love. Once you get to a place where you want to change something in your life, very often that's the first time you're confronted with who you really are. There's a good chance until you want to change something, you've never doubted or questioned or even gone there. Uh, Unless it was like, you know, college, meaning of life stuff, but then you move on and really most people don't make any changes. They're just talking about it. Um, Versus your true identity, there's virtually always a gap. Um, You then discover what your worldview is, which we've talked extensively about, where you are on love A versus love B, and how do you answer the genie question? If you're not familiar with those, uh, go back um, and check. Those were previous teachings, okay? Uh, You also discover the variance between what your conscious says and what you're programming and where you are with seek pleasure, avoid pain versus love and truth, okay? So, um, and again, a lot of people are never really that aware. They know maybe they're not living by what they think is most right, but they just sort of, la 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 I don't want to hear that, you know, that sort of thing, without really intentionally and seriously sitting down to go through these things, try to find the source, break it into its component parts, and heal it. Either through the interventions or, or God just touching you through prayer. Okay? Um, but I believe these are things you need to find out to make a significant change in your life, if you're not already at a plus four, plus five, something like that, okay? If this is where you wanna start, we're gonna look at safety, rejection, acceptance, security, worth, forgiveness, unforgiveness. Uh, And I would encourage you to review the 15 diagnostics. Don't get overwhelmed by that. You can use one of them, none of them, five of them, whatever, all right? Part two. You then need to commit to love. Um, I assume you've already committed to Jesus. If not, then that's your first step to uh, accept him as Lord and Savior. I would say be baptized, etc. All right? Um, Commit to love. You can't get your best life any other way than committing to love in the present moment. As best you can, knowing you'll never do it remotely right. There's no other way to get there. Yeah, um, you know, an interesting thing. Where on earth would you say you can't get there from here? You ever think about that? The answer's nowhere. There's not anywhere on Earth that you can't get from anywhere else on Earth. But But this is the only way, all right? Love is the only way to get there, to your best life. So if you choose fear or anything else, instead of love, uh, self-protection, whatever, pleasure, pain, if you choose anything else, you are making having your best life impossible and doing it by your own choice, even though you probably haven't realized that's what you were doing. Okay? So, in other words, uh, so here's the steps humility, conscience, empathy, submission. In other words, if you boil it down, I- I'm sorry if I'm confusing the heck out of you, but maybe this will clear it up. Ad loved everything. Okay, brushing your teeth, add love to it. Yeah, you can brush your teeth in love, absolutely. It depends on what you're thinking about, okay? You can be praying while you brush your teeth, all right? But yeah, uh, to everything, add love, okay? I've shared that my most dreaded thing before um, Hope kicked me out of the house and I started to learn some of these things was to clean toilets. Oh, I hate it. I would lie to get out of it. I'd do anything to get out of it. I really probably just wouldn't do it, no matter what anybody did to me. But after sort of a conversion experience, after Hope kicked me out of the house, and I was praying all night long in my parents' backyard, um, that's what came to me, is the place that I was missing it, is I had a wrong definition of love, and I really wasn't loving hope at all, even though I said it over and over. Do you have a wrong definition of love? I call it fake love. Love A versus love B. Go back and watch that teaching and and see, because it's critical, all right? A habit or addiction um, can be turned to a healthy obsession. Uh, In other words, um, father, Please turn my addiction or habit or or negative behavior pattern, okay, toward money and what money will buy, to an obsession with what love will create when love is chosen. Okay, uh, I believe pornography. Maybe the biggest addiction in the history of the world, and I, I think some r- latest research confirms that. Father, please transform my lust and and sexual addiction or habit into an obsession for love. Okay, et cetera. Add love to everything, and and um, and transform your addiction or habit into a healthy obsession for love and what love can do in any situation. Alright? So, uh, here's a little example. Um, I've shared this before too. This was me before I started doing any of this stuff. This was Hope. Uh, This is me today. Uh, Not every day to plus nine. I I sort of fluctuate between like plus six and plus nine. And then Hope from minus nine to plus seven, and, and I think I've shared our oldest son, Harry, um, tells us that his, his friends think he's lying to them when he tells them how hope used to be. They just say, no way, it's not, she's one of the happiest, kindest people I've ever met. Okay, well, not then, okay? So yes, you can absolutely be transformed. So where do you fall on that, all right? Um, And here's sort of the definitions, if you need that. I think we kind of intuitively know what is love-based, what's fear-based, but if you need that, love is patient, love is kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, those are the descriptors, okay? Okay. So, this is the end. Paul, in Galatians, talks about all the pain and suffering, shipwrecks, beatings, all that kind of stuff. But we're okay. Though outwardly we're wasting away, we are being renewed inwardly, day by day. How? How are you being renewed day by day, in spite of all these pain and horrible things? Because of the love of Christ is what is moving us. The love of Christ is what we think. The love of Christ is what we emote and feel. The love of Christ is what we believe. The love of Christ is what we try to do. Everything goes through that filter. The love of Christ compels us. To the point that even in horrible, painful, suffering circumstances that none of us would want to get go through, and we'd probably all say it's unfair if we have to go through, Paul says, inwardly, we're being renewed and taken to a new height. In 2 Corinthians 2, he says, from glory to glory, higher and higher toward our best possible life. So this is where I'm ending, okay? Um, As you use or don't use um, the Advanced Memory Finder, this is sort of the first place and the last. What is compelling you overall in your life and in specific areas, specific relationships, okay? I would go through the Advanced Memory Finder protocol, identify the component parts, work on them one at a time, start with the one that's the most negative. Chances are, if, if there's six component parts, chances are pretty good once you heal, let's say, two of those, probably the other four will be healed without you having to address them. Okay? Uh, all of us have... I believe, thousands of negative memories, emotions, uh, sins of the fathers, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Thousands of them, all right? You will not ever, I don't believe, have to address thousands of them unless it's just repenting and asking for forgiveness to God, confessing and repenting. But as far as them healing, typically... My, typically my clients wouldn't have to address more than five or six in order for most of them to be healed and for them to move from a minus something on the, on the diagnostic line to plus three, plus four, plus five. Okay? So, and, I, and I hope and pray that's how it'll be for you as well. There's no guarantee on that. Why? The providence of God. In spite of all the scriptures and everything else, we don't know the mind of God in most particular moments and situations. Okay? We might know truths about Him, but maybe not His truth about that very specific, particular thing. That's why we have to pray, check in with the Holy Spirit, check in with Scripture, and check in with our conscience. Okay? But... The end result can be love compelling you in your life, which means better and better, happier and happier, healthier and healthier, typically, and um, closer and closer to your best life possible. And um, I know that's what you want. I believe it's what everyone wants. You may have given up. You may have tried a hundred things and they didn't work. I get that. I've I've been down that road too. But what we want is for you to finally heal these things and to be able to live the life that God made you to live and His will for right now and the rest of your life regardless of what's happened. And His plans are always good. He promises that. And everything is going to work out for your best. He promises. If if it's always your choice thank you so very much i hope this helps and doesn't confuse you again if it does just disregard and have a wonderful blessed day